With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, we rejoice as the Bolts are back on track. Plus, we take a look at the first slate of monthly awards. Stay tuned. Season 3, Episode 10 of the Bolts Broadcast. I'm Mike Mitchelson, Chase Crosshow with me as always. Chase, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good overall. I don't really have too many complaints. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I don't know if you can tell the voice is a little different. Had a little head cold over the weekend, so uh, just getting over that. Hopefully it's not too different. Hopefully I still sound oh so smooth. Um, <laughs> sure, let's, let's keep your confidence up. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bulls broadcast today, we're going to be talking some Tampa news right up front, and then uh, after the commercial break, we're going to be going over league news, including looking at the players of the month, so that'll be a lot of fun. But Chase, we start off with Tampa Bay. Uh, Cal Foot. he's back with the team, and he got into some game action on Monday. Yeah, so he started the year in the American League, which, you know, whatever, he's still kind of fighting to really become a full-time NHLer, still has some room to grow, still a young guy, only 22 years old. Uh, he finally gets called up. He, he plays, you know, just about nine and a half minutes of game action in that Washington game. So it's good to see him back up. Uh, hopefully he can stay in the lineup, you know, find some footing, get it, um, and then <laughs> and then continue his development and, you know, really find himself as a full-time NHLer because, you know, as a first-round pick in 2017, even though he is still young, this is really at that point where you really need to take that final step in becoming a full-time guy. Gosh, I wish we still had Nolan Foot. I know. Like, the the amount of puns you can make that would actually like be funnier than whatever you just did. Uh would have been great. And and you know you know what? I I don't know was it. We were making jokes at one point after we drafted Nolan Foot, where I was saying like you, you know, got two feet. Yeah, two two feet forward, <laughs> you know, like two like stupid shit like that. Yeah. But, um yeah, it would be cool to have, have Nolan Foot. He's he's struggling a little bit right now in the American League. No points in four games. Played some NHL games last year. Um, you know, I I got a feeling he'll probably be a better NHLer than than Kalen Foot. I, I kind of thought that the like the whole time like in their development past, I guess. But whatever. Regardless, hopefully, hopefully both guys end up having decent careers. And then Monday night's game was big for the Tampa Bay Lightning as they ended the Washington Capitals point streak. And continued our win streak onto three games in a row. That is why in the beginning of the show, 
We said that we are going to rejoice as the Tampa Bay Lightning are back on track. They're looking better, not as stagnant, which is great to see. Yeah, 100%. Um, want to shout out to Brett Leeson real quick, though. He scored his first initial goal in that Tampa-Washington game. You're a big fan of Leeson, too. Um, yeah, huge fan. I, whatever. Like, I, I'm just happy he didn't go in the first round because that would have been a joke. Like, he went into the second round, which is fine for a reentry player. And, I mean, he's really shown that, like, at, at post being drafted, his development path, he's just, you know, he's been fine. He looks like he might be a middle six NHLer, which, like, there's plenty of, you know, use. For, for those types of guys in the NHL, of course, but like he was never someone that should have been in that first round conversation. But of course, the first goal, like, like you know, I'm a minute or so into the game, then it was all Tampa from there. Yeah, Anthony Sorelli played huge. Uh, but I think the biggest performance comes from a guy that hasn't had the best season so far, and that's Andre Vasilevsky, him making uh, 31 saves on 33 shots with a 939 save percentage. You love to see him get back on track because without Andre Vasilevsky back there playing to his peak performance, it could be a tough season. But him doing that uh, just proves why we should have full confidence in him. Absolutely, you know his his last three games really have have been a lot better. Where you know the, that first stretch of five games was really disappointing, underwhelming. But the last three games, you know, he's combined for four goals against. He's averaging about about a nine fifty save percentage in those games. Uh, he, he's playing great, playing like we expect him to. His numbers are back to you know about where they should be. Could continue to get even better too. Um, it, you know, if he continues on this hot stretch, then we're we're in a pretty good spot for you know this next bit of games. Absolutely. And before we move on to look at our next opponent, I want to give a quick shout out to ABB Alex Bariboulet. Uh, obviously, we know his story. The Tampa Bay Lightning waived him. He got claimed by the Kraken, and the Kraken went ahead. Waved him as well. We were able to get him back. Since getting him back, he has appeared in four games, and he has three points through those four games. He's really uh, being more of a bottom six guy, but he plays hard, and I'm glad to see him back and having some good performances for us. Yeah, hopefully he, he continues it um, if he can, and you know maybe he can find himself as a middle six, top six type guy. That, that, that'd be great. Uh, he's got enough offensive ability where it can be done, so you just kind of got to give him that opportunity. Um, but you know, he like, I think, I think I had higher, I mean, I, I don't want to say compared to like right now, but you know, like, like going into your head, higher expectations where I thought like he would be able to be a top six guy. And then if the opportunity came where he really had to play it, he would dominate. But you know, with Kucherov, he still hasn't really found those minutes. Maybe he will on the road. I hope so. But at the same time, I, I think we do got to give him a pat on the back for dealing with that adversity of having to go back and forth between Tampa and the Kraken. And still being able to find some success, even with the limited amount of role that he has right now. So hopefully John Cooper sees that he is performing well and can get a little bit more action, but have to wait and see on that one. Our, Before we move on, Tom our, Wilson's still our, a clown. Our, our, that's, well, <laughs> is, is that really, has that ever been a question? No, 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 like, it hasn't. We, we, we might as well just throw it out there real quick. Yeah, Tom Wilson. Boat, what? Hello, Bozo. Got it, Yeah. <laughs> I forgot that I had that in there. <laughs> oh, that's great. Uh, all right, next game, November 4th. That would be Thursday night as this episode gets released, which is on Thursday. The game will be Tampa versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Very similar when you look at their record comparison. You got the 5-3-1 and one Tampa Bay Lightning, the 5-4-1 and one Toronto Maple Leafs. Both teams, I think expectations were a little bit higher than what has been seen thus far, but... 
Both are also on a three-game win streak. Yeah, it should be a pretty good matchup. Um, I would assume Jack Campbell plays. He's been the better goalie between him and Mrazek. Uh, he, he's been doing pretty well. Vasilevsky will get this nod, too. This Toronto roster, you know, they, they could be performing at a slightly higher level, but they're still obviously an, an incredibly talented team. I mean, any team's got awesome Matthews, Mitch Marner, William Nylander, John Navaris, Morgan Riley. Uh, you know, it, they'll, they'll, that's, that's a pretty good hockey team that you're going to have to go against. Um, so even though guys you know, like Austin Matthews, he's off to a little bit of a slow start. Um, you know, you could even say, like, maybe John Navarro be a little better. Uh, like, the, you know, the, these guys are able to get hot really at any second, and they can just go on a crazy bender where Austin Matthews scores three points a game over a 10-game stretch. It's, it's not impossible. So you, you got to be wary of those guys. you got to game plan the right way and, you know, just find any way you can to kind of neutralize them. And I have to say, uh, talking about how these teams are very comparable so far this season, when you look at the special teams, like, they are right on par with each other. Power play, you've got the Maple Leafs sitting 21st in the league with Tampa sitting 22nd. Penalty kill, you've got Toronto at 13th with Tampa at 14th. Goals for were much better at 10th compared to Toronto's 22nd, but goals against, that's where they sit better, 17th compared to our 24th. I think overall it should be a pretty fun game, pretty entertaining game. I'm hoping for high-end action on this one. I'm hoping Austin Matthews uh, doesn't continue to sit in the slump, although I, I would like Tampa to win. I still want to see a lot of goals scored here. I agree. All right. Well, that's going to do it for our little preview of the Toronto Maple Leafs-Tampa Bay Lightning game. Is there another game that we need to look at before uh, next episode? No, but um, – we don't have we don't have like we don't look at other games, but we're not going to talk about any other point on the show. So I just want to bring it up real quick. You know, not we, we played the Arizona Coyotes last week. Saw bad they were. They're ten games in. They still only have one point in the standings. Mm-hmm. They they legitimately might be one of the worst assembled rosters in the history of the NHL. Louis Erickson was playing top line minutes last night. I saw Nasher. He tweeted out, "How can you have some of the best jerseys and still end zero and eighty two? And no, they're going to be zero eighty one and one. They have an overtime loss in there." Yeah, well, a loss is a loss. Yeah, it's 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 been gross. That it, it's it's been a little a little weird in general. Like when you go look at um like the West and you see Seattle struggling, Dallas, Colorado, Vegas are outside looking in right now. It just it's just it's been a, a little weird over in the West where the East has been at least a little more normal. I'm just hoping for Coyote fans that they don't do any illegal scouting. And have to forfeit this draft pick. Oh, because this is the year you do not want to forfeit your draft pick when it's such a good draft class. And you only have one point on the season. They're gonna they're gonna go from for from last place in the league to picking third overall and yep. and get screwed with not get screwed, but you know, end up with a guy like like Ivan Roshachenko or Danilo Yurov or maybe even Brad Lambert, someone who wants to stay over in Europe for one more year and they just have another horrible season and then still get screwed over next year. But what if they're just able to pick up Shane Wright and Matt Famishkov? Well, that would be stupid. Yeah, that, that would it would be, be fun, though. I have to say, I don't want to see Arizona really have that success. I've never been an Arizona Coyotes guy. But to see Shane Wright and Matt Famishkov on the same team, same line, would be filthy. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they're owed some success. Like it's, it's been a very poverty-stricken franchise. And if they pick first overall both years, they would go um, right in Bedard. Like, because Bedard's, he's going first overall. I thought Bedard was more naturally of a center. 
He is, but he's still going first overall. Like, it, All right, well, it, let's say then they get second overall. How about that? All right, well, then Mishkov still is going to be a couple years away more likely than not because he signed that stupid deal in the KHL where they're not even playing him in the KHL right now. They're playing him in the freaking MHL where he's scoring three points a game. It's so it's so stupid. But he signs this deal, so he's going to be over there for three years post his draft here. So that pretty much solidifies that no matter what happens, Bernard's going one. And then Tampa can trade. Uh, I, they can just trade someone, and that pick will just turn to be the first overall pick. They can get Connor Bernard. Alex Kalorn. That's a little too rich, don't you think? Well, like Alex Kalorn, like next after next season when he's older, and like and doesn't score anymore. Yeah. Okay, I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we we got to realize his development path is his curve's obviously going downhill. Right, right. So you know they they need someone to pair with Louis Erickson, like three years from That's now. That's a good point. You make a great point there. All right, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. On the other side of the commercial break, going to be talking some league news as well as look at players of the month. NFL fans, hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't yet available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with the DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win... You win with promo code THPN this week at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 years or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings for sponsoring the show. Make sure to use DraftKings for any of your betting needs. Next up, Chase, Jack Eichel. We got an update. There's still no trade, but it seems like we kind of got the final contenders for the possible trade candidate. Yeah, sounds like Vegas and Calgary are the final two teams. Vegas be more likely than Calgary. Calgary has still got some caps up to figure out. I mean, Vegas is too, but... Seems like Vegas is a little hotter on that trail. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Um, I still don't feel very confident in happening anytime soon because we've just been hearing the shit drag on for weeks and months. I don't even feel like going into it too heavily, but um, you know, those are those are the two teams. If he's getting traded, I mean, he's going to end up there. I can't really imagine anywhere else at this point. Uh, I'm gonna be honest. I'd rather Vegas over Calgary, but I still kind of don't want Eichel to go to either team. I I definitely don't want him to go to Calgary and Vegas. They are in a situation. They're in a spot where their last four years of luck is finally catching up to them. And they legitimately might be very bad the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. So if they don't get Jack Eichel, then they're screwed. If they do get him, it, it could be a Buffalo 2.0. Oh, no. That would be a nightmare. Yeah. I just want Eichel to have success and want him to be the face of a franchise. And I feel like Calgary, they don't really have a face of the franchise because no one really pays attention to their franchise regardless. And then Vegas, 
Sure, you could plaster them on, you know, the Vegas skyscrapers, whatever. I've never been to actual the Vegas Strip, but but you'd you'd rather Mark Stone's yes, face. Yes, they have Mark Stone as their that, captain. That, that face that you love, I love it. They've got Mark Stone as their captain. They brought in Peach, so like I feel like with those two studs, Brennan and Jack Eichel, he wouldn't be the face. I want him to be the face somewhere. That's fair, and. Johnny Gaudreau needs to be the face of Calgary. Um, even though Calgary, they don't like obviously not a team that gets much like looks. But I don't, I don't have the exact stats in front of me. But um, in terms of like a point per game basis in the last like forty years, Johnny Gaudreau is in like the top like fifteen. Mm. Like he he's been that good, but people don't realize that because they don't pay attention. Like he's yeah. he's been a literal dominant hockey player, probably top five, top ten player in the world, but doesn't get any like looks at it because of where he is. Yeah, I mean, I've known Johnny Gaudreau has been very good, and it's Johnny Hockey, but all the rumors about Calgary wanting to trade him or whatever was happening with that front, it made me think, okay, well, he must be underperforming. So, obviously, wasn't paying attention enough. No, he... There's not really reason to, but... Yeah, he's criminally, criminally, criminally underrated. Which is great to say. Hey, I like the guys that they have over over there. Him, Kachuk, Monaghan... Uh, Elias Petter or not Pedersen, uh, Lindholm. Like they've got guys over there that I do like. You're forgetting Noah Hannafin, Noah Oliver Shillington. Oliver Shillington is an awesome story. I uh, I think I sent it to you, and we might have even talked about it actually on the show. But he went from being on waivers to being healthied versus uh, then being on the third D pair, and now he's playing first line power play. Like, yeah. a great story of a guy who at the beginning of the season didn't have any uh, opportunity whatsoever, but he's made the opportunity for himself. Yeah, he's he's awesome, dude. Um, it, it's a he's a, it just had a whole like his whole career has been weird. Like he was someone to look at as a possible first round pick, then he goes 60th overall in the NHL draft, and the reason I remember he went 60th overall in the NHL draft is because. In the import draft for the CHL, they do you know it's it's the three CHL leagues. They they draft players out of you know non North American based countries. He also went 60th overall in that draft too. After going 60th overall in the NHL draft, which is hmm. just a weird weird thing. So I, you know, I remember that happening. I was like, oh, that's that's interesting. Um, but yeah, so he, he was someone who was looked at it as possible for a Trump picks, then drops down and goes on all these different twists and turns for his career, but he's finally finding some footing. You know, maybe he can become a full-time NHLer and, like, really stick around. Shout out to the old days when we thought he was Oliver Kylington. Oh, yeah. Throwback. When he was first coming onto the scene. Yeah. All right, let's now go over players of the month. Uh, When it comes to the – do they not have a defenseman of the month? No, they they do rookie and then players. three, Three players? Yeah. Well, Freddie Anderson being one of them makes complete sense because he's been the best goalie in the league so far. Yeah, one two nine and a nine five six. I think that's that's okay. And then you got Ovi and McDavid, who both have played very well. Yeah, McDavid got seventeen points. Ovechkin's got fifteen points. Um, nine goals for Ovechkin, seven goals for McDavid. So these guys are just going sickle mode. Of course, um, you know you could argue maybe Leon Dreisaitl or Kyle Connor. Those guys deserve some recognition too. But you only get three people, and that's why these teams, Washington. Uh, Edmonton and Carolina are in the spots that they are because these players are playing at such a high level that uh, Carolina they're they're able to go eight zero and zero as of right now with only twelve goals against because Freddie Anderson is being a freaking brick wall. Toronto never got to see that, uh, and then Edmonton playing really well. Washington they were just on eight game point streak, 
But, of course, we mentioned Tampa ended that. Yep. And then if we move on to Rookie of the Month, Moritz Sider, German defenseman for the Detroit Red Wings. He has eight points on, on the year so far. Uh, saw, I saw some sad on Twitter. He is the first rookie to have eight points in a single month for the Red Wings since Pavel Datsuk. Oh. Um, yeah. So Moritz Sider's off to a hell of a hot start, second in the league in rookie scoring behind his teammate, Lucas Raymond. Yep. So the, the future is bright for the Red Wings. They have, you know, two great young hockey players there, 19, 20 years old. I'm a huge Moritz Sider fan. I have been really since, like, even prior to his draft year. I, I just love this big kid out of Germany, just an absolute man child. And he is playing like one of the best defensemen in the league. Like his 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 war his reward percentage back to war percentage, he is in I want to say he's like ninety eight percent. So that means he's legitimately one of the top like he is a top defenseman on every single team in the league is, is how good he's been playing. It's it's been incredible for a young kid to be playing so well. Hopefully he continues to develop and becomes, you know, maybe one of these greatest players in the world. And Detroit, they're looking great. Like you mentioned, him and Lucas Raymond both off to a very hot start. And then they've got some other prospects in their pool that are waiting to get the call up as well. If they can capitalize on a couple more draft picks here while they are still, you know, on that bubble of playoffs or not, that team could be back to a very promising one in the near future. A hundred percent. Let's talk about the favorite for rookie of the year. That being Cole Caulfield. He was sent down to the AHL. Yeah. One point. I think it was what it is through 10 games. Uh, slow start. He, he, you know, needs to go. Figure his shit out. It's really not just him. It's Montreal in general. The team's been horrendous. They only can win against the Red Wings. They have two wins uh, against the Red Wings out of their three wins total so far this year. Nice. Yeah, I, I noticed that. Sad. I thought that was funny. But like the the Canadians have just, have just been absolute dog water, as the kids would call it. Um, mm-hmm. Caulfield struggled. Every, everybody struggled. Drew wins injured. Um, the, the team's just a mess. So you can let Caulfield go down. He can go play twenty minutes a night, score a point or two a game in the American League. Then he'll come back up, maybe rejuvenated, ready to go. And then I don't know if it, it was you that sent it to me or if I just saw it on my timeline on Twitter, but it was either Zegras or Turcotte that said, uh, hot take for the season, Cole Caulfield scores 40 goals. Yeah. And then I think it's like old take exposed or whatever, retweeted it, and uh, yeah, yeah. obviously not, not working out quite to that point uh, with Caulfield back in the AHL. But I'm a little disappointed in the move. I mean, even if he's not doing so hot, this is a kid that we've seen last year can blow up and be the best player on that Montreal team. Yeah, it, it, it is what it is to me. I'm, I'm not too worried about it. He's still, you know, just a 20-year-old kid. He's got a lot of time to grow. Um, so I'm really not against him going down to Laval, playing in a in a great environment in the American League. They, they sell out pretty well. They get like 9,000 fans. It's a, it's a great environment. Um, so you can go play there, play literally, you know, every situation. Come, They don't need to take him off the ice. And if he can get on a bit of a hot streak, like a three, four-game goal streak, you call him up right there and you hope that goal streak continues in the NHL. Absolutely. Well, let's move on now to Adam Fox, the James Norris winner last year. Uh, He got a big contract extension around the same term and money that uh, some of these other guys have gotten, but this one seems a lot more worth it. Yeah, seven years, nine and a half average per year. Adam Fox came out of nowhere to become arguably the best defenseman in the league. Mm -hmm. He probably is at this point, best best two-way defenseman. Um, You know, know, he... He's off to another race star. This year, he's got 11 points on the year. He's leading defenseman in scoring. Uh, he is literally irreplaceable defensively as well. He he is he is like statistically, um, analytically, an irreplaceable hockey player. Like there's there's nobody that you can replace and get better um, performance on. He has just been awesome, really, these last two years. It, and it really did come out of nowhere. You know, he he goes 
He gets drafted to Calgary, says, no, I'm not playing here. He gets traded to Carolina, says, no, I'm not playing here. Ends up in New York and then just becomes a superstar like almost right away. It's crazy. Yeah, and when he got the contract extension, uh, I think it was Jay Fresh Hockey posted the wins above replacement, the war rating, and it was 100. I'm like, already? Like, holy yeah. shit, the guy's only been in the league for like two years. Like, come on. Yeah, he's but, he's literally playing as the best defenseman in the league right now. So him getting very, very similar contract to the likes of Kale McCarr and Seth Jones, Zach Wierenski, uh, very worth it, such as the Kale McCarr contract, but... The other two, a little bit pricier. Yeah. Uh, let's now talk about, or continue to talk about the Rangers, excuse me, as they load Vitaly Kraftsov to the K- loan, excuse me. Yeah, that's Vit- my bad. <laughs> Vitaly Kraftsov <laughs> to the KHL. Yeah, that, that's a little, t- little typo <laughs> yeah. in the dock on my hand. I saw you immediately go down. I'm like, that is not the word. <laughs> yeah, no. so, so Kraftsov gets loaned back to, to the KHL, as you just said. Um it, I think we talked about it when, in the season first started that he um, was given the opportunity to seek a trade. Obviously, nothing happened. Um, New York just loves doing their first round picks. Uh, yeah, Leah Sanders. At first, with Leah Sanders, we thought it was. I mean, it wasn't a good pick in the first place, honestly. Right. But still, you know that one worked out horribly. And then Vitaly Kravtsov was someone who was looked at as this guy was a reach at first, but all of a sudden turned to one of the best prospects in hockey, and it's just not worked out yet in the NHL. So, you know, that's it's two examples right there. Then you look at Lafreniere and Capicaco, those two, they really haven't done a whole lot in their career yet to make it worth it. You know, their draft selections are still very young, so, like, you, you can't really, like, hate on them for it. You know, Kako's in his third year, Lafreniere's only in his second. But still, you look at all these first-round picks, and they've really all pretty much struggled for whatever reason. Yeah, and Lias Anderson being taken uh, seventh overall. What yep. was, the, was the comparison? Kunitz or Dupuis? Kunitz. Yeah, that. <laughs> Chris Kunitz, seventh overall. <laughs> that is quite the comparison. That is, you definitely want to be taking Chris Kunitz, seventh overall. Yeah, for that, sure. yeah no, that, ugh, gross. Yeah, uh, Rangers, we've talked about it uh, multiple times on the show before that for some reason, just the prospects really aren't clicking with their potential, not really reaching that full ceiling quite yet. Hopefully it comes around, but. Got to wait and see for that. It's a front office thing at this point. Yeah. It has to be. It, it feels like it. When it's this many players that yeah. aren't reaching that ceiling, it's upsetting. Uh, let's talk about Zegras. He's Trevor Zegras with the Anaheim Ducks. A bright, young future on this kid. A young stud American. Love, love, love Trevor Zegras. But he's been getting bullied a little bit. He's been getting the shit kicked out of him. Uh, <laughs> Cedric McKay got suspended two games for boarding him just the other day. And then now today, P.K. Subban is uh, under, like, or has a hearing with, with, the, with the NHL for a dangerous trip on Travis Agras. So it's two games in three days, just, just you know, or four days, or the hell it was, just, just yeah. getting the hell beat out of him. And I feel bad, but at the same time, as a young guy, as a young, skilled guy in the league, that's something that I feel like is just initiation. Yeah, like like whatever it, it, it is what it is. it's hockey like this shit happens yeah. and you know it just happens it just happens to be happening to you a little more than than the other average person, but you get over it. You'll have a point in your career where you'll be good enough where you won't be allowed to be touched, and if you do get touched in certain ways, your teammates will just hack off the other guy's head. So yeah, just once you get to that point, you'll you'll be good. So just deal with it for now. Yeah, smart by the vets. Get try to get into his head. You know, rough him around a little bit, and if it knocks him off his game, that's great. Uh, but Trevor Seagrass, we'll see a lot of success coming from him very soon. Yeah, he's good. Uh, let's now talk about China. They're participating in the 
Olympic ice hockey event, but there's some still some questions. Yeah, so at first the IOC um, and the IAHF were having discussions about possibly not letting them play because they're going to get slaughtered by everyone they play. They're in a pool with the U.S., Canada, and Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're closest, just playing those three, three teams, their closest competition is Germany, and Germany would beat them 40 to nothing, like at least. Yeah. If, if you just go pure Chinese players, it's horrendous. Um, right now, they have some issues with their eligibility. If you look at 2018, uh, South Korea, their team was really about half North American, half Korean. Um, and, you know, those North Americans, they'd been playing in the, in the Asian League for, for years, so they, they'd already been living in Korea for five, six years, so they happened to get those passports as well. Whereas in China, um, most of these ath- athletes, like the, this Red, the Kulin Red Star team is still relatively new, um, didn't have a lot of imports that stuck around, so they didn't have a lot of people eligible to get these passports. Um, if So here, here's what's going to happen. On November 15th and 17th, I believe it is, um, Kulin Red Star playing in two KHL games. Don't know who they're playing against, but they're pretty much um, the like the China Ice Hockey Association um they agreed that they're going to make sure these two games are only Chinese-born players playing in this game. So they'll see how they can do against the KHL competition. So um, it'll be it'll be a pretty much Team China like practice game, hmm. and depending how that goes, decides what they're going to try to do. Um, newsflash, just just like um, spoiler alert, whatever whatever yeah. you want to call it, they're going to get their shit kicked. I don't know who they're playing. I I don't, but it doesn't matter. They're going to get their shit kicked in. So. From these two games, they're going to have to adjust the rules for eligibility and make it so, um, you know, Chinese heritage players can play, for example. So someone like Brandon Yep, who's still playing over in Kunlun, or, or Zach Ewan, or the Foo Brothers, or Cliff Poo, those guys are, are all, um, you know, of Asian descent, Chinese descent. If, if, they can, if they can get that eligibility and play on the team, they'll get a much needed boost. They'll have a better chance at not getting obliterated, but they would still lose these games like 8, 9, 10, nothing. Yeah, it, I, it's just not going to go well. No. I e- Even if, like, they go the different route, not going completely Chinese roster, like, it's still just not going to work out for them. No, and, like, right now that that, that Kunlun team has, I think they have, like, eight Chinese players rostered, and some of them are playing in regular games. Like, uh, there's a defense in Rune Yan who's actually a, a pretty good, like, he's, he's 20 years old. He's, he's a young, like, actually pretty good Chinese player. He's probably one of the best players in China, and he, he plays... He's played in, I think, 13 games. I was looking yesterday. Half the games, he's playing less than a minute of ice time. Some games he's not playing at all. He played, like, seven minutes at one point. It was the most he played. None of the players have points. Um, like, it's... Chinese hockey is just so underdeveloped because, you know, China and Japan, I, I think I talked about this months ago, like, maybe even a year, years ago. Like, I think... I think actually when I talked about it was when they first canceled um, the, the World Juniors tournaments with COVID and how Team Japan wouldn't have a chance to get promoted with this really talented roster that they had. Um, there's talent in these countries. There's just no idea on how to play the sport. Yeah. Um, where like if you know if 20 years ago Japan was properly taught how to play the game of hockey the right way, they would have like 10 legitimate NHL prospects right now. Like the, like the talent is clearly there. There's just no sense in what to do with anything. And it's kind of the same thing in China. The talent might not be as um, loaded as Japan. Japan for a reason is really good at producing small, fast, skilled hockey players, but just not like you know, any sense of the game, as I mentioned, but China, they do have some, have some guys that can play the game. Um, so it's not going to be like, like they're, they're, they're going to be good enough. Even if they 
do feel an all Chinese roster to like maybe sneak a goal or two in there, like in the tournament. Mm-hmm. If they do go half and half, they could maybe get a couple more goals, but really, like, I can't imagine anything being less than a double digit win. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm okay with it because that just gives us a free win, but it's, it's going to be sad because they're the host, right? Yeah. So to see them just get absolutely slaughtered in front of, uh, all of their their countrymen and women. It's 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 not going to be very fun. So, I got I got a story. Um, oh, it's not no, it's not nothing bad. It just I I don't I don't even know, like it's not nothing bad, nothing like top secret. But like it, it's a story that that Harry Sinden tells. Um, if you take the sports band worldwide course, and um, he he was he was telling us that he played in the Olympics and I believe it was 1960. And in the Olympics was Australia's first and only time playing ice hockey in the Olympics. Guy absolutely fucking molly whopped. Wow. So, so they're they're playing Team Canada, which is only amateurs at this point, and still get murdered. He said it at like ha- not even halfway through the game, they literally just stopped playing the game. They let the time run, and they were teaching the Australians how to play the game, how they played the game. Is is just what what happened? Oh, so that's not going to be happening nowadays against China, right? Because like hockey's too far developed at this point where teams are going to want to do that, and you're, you're competing for too much. But like, it would be that kind of thing where like. They like eventually the U.S., Canada, Germany are going to stop trying to score goals. They're going to try try to do some cool things. Maybe you know they're not going to be too aggressive. They maybe talk to the Chinese players. We finally maybe try to teach them a thing or two. Like it would get to a point where the scoring would heavily slow down, but they're bound to just still find some anyway, just because they got so much talent. Um, but yeah, when, when I when I heard that story, I thought that was just kind of kind of interesting, kind of cool. I would be interested to see what it would be like Russia versus uh versus China. Just no holding back. Yeah, I, I feel like they are not going to be it's, taking it easy at, at any point. It's like a few years ago, there was a, it was a, I think it was U20. It was Russia against Turkey, and it wasn't even Russia's main team, and they won like 47 to nothing. They just kept scoring, kept <laughs> <Yeah>. celebrating. <laughs> it was so funny. They just had the biggest celebration when they hit like 41 to nothing. Yeah, just brutal. <laughs> the whole team jumps on the ice. <laughs> My goodness. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on to Hockey Name of the Day, the last segment of the show. Uh, that is a long name. It's, it's, it's a few letters. Uh, got Sviatoslav, Sviatoslav, Sviatoslav Grebenshikov. Sviatoslav. Sviatoslav. Grebenshikov. Grebenshikov. Grabenchikov. Grabenchikov. I got to do that. The, the E, the I sound. Grabenchikov. Okay, sure. Yeah. So our boy, we're going to call him. We're not. We're, we're going to call Slav. him Slav. There we go. Our, Slav. our boy Slav, because it's just, it's just yeah. pain in the ass. Is, is there another Russian? Had a little, bit, a little really? bit of Russians going on here recently. Yeah. Shocker. Crazy to believe. From St. Petersburg. He's 27 years old. Uh, he's playing in the KHL and the VHL a little bit this year. He's with Yes, uh, Podolsk in the KHL and then HK Ryzen in the VHL. The VHL is their American League, essentially. So, you know, he's been going back and forth. Apparently, um, he's actually, I don't know what happened, but he's actually on the move now to a more um, Kabarovsk. I hate these KHL team names. They're mm-hmm. the worst. They're yeah. just the worst. But so he's going there. Maybe he'll get some more playing time. Uh, he's a fine NHL player. Um, he, he's played... A few games internationally for Russia. He played on the so Russia. They do a couple like national teams at the men's level. So like their their second level team, they always send to like like terms like the Deutschland Cup, which is usually an international team, sometimes two, and then random pro teams from around the country. They'll do one German team, maybe one Swedish team, whatever, or they do some random international tournaments like they do the 
like the Asian games, for for example, and they'll send like their second team to that. So you, you played a couple games of those. Um, that, that was really about it, though. But yeah, you know, he's twenty seven years old. Nothing too crazy of a player. Uh, immediately when I saw the name, I thought Call of Duty because there is a villain in I don't remember what game, but his name was Greb Shankov. Gotcha. So immediately just thought um, I think it might have been Black Ops, but immediately thought of that. Speaking of Call of Duty th- this oh week. Boy, yeah. Yeah. And you're not even getting any release. I am so excited for Call of Duty this year. And I think it's strictly because I uninstalled the most recent one in like April or May. So I just haven't been able to play Call of Duty. Uh, downloaded some older ones, played a little bit, but just really not the same feeling when you don't have friends playing with you. So I am so pumped for this one. But yeah, like you said, not going to have it for probably a couple weeks. Yeah, which I don't know how am I going to do by myself. <laughs> I don't know. Because I'm, I'm getting it. I'm taking the hit. I, I need to play this game. Yeah. Because I need something new to play. Um, And I really, I, I do look forward to this Call of Duty more than I have in quite a few years. It's probably been six, seven years since I've looked this forward to Call of Duty. Well, I got to say, I am excited because birthday is in November, then Christmas in December. Like, I have been so bored with games recently. I'm going to just get hit with NHL, Call of Duty, Battlefield, Halo, all at the same time. I'm going to be living for, like, a good year, not having to worry about what to play. I don't think you need to buy Halo either. I think Halo's oh, free, yeah. free it, with Game Pass. It is, yeah, that's right. So that's elite. It is. That, I cannot wait for that to come out. Shout out Game Pass. That's why Xbox is so much better than PlayStation. Agreed. I, I think December 12th for Halo. Yeah, maybe. I, th- I think it's what it is. So that, that, that'll be a fun one that I know a lot of our friends are going to have. You so know what? Be fun to play. I got a fix for you. Okay. If you are getting the new Call of Duty and you are on Xbox, send your gamer tag to the Bulls broadcast. Absolutely. I need, I need someone to play with. Chase needs someone to play the new I, Call of Duty with. I really don't know who of our friends is going to get it because I don't, I don't think Graham will buy it. I don't think yeah. Alex is going to buy it right away. Like he might, but might not. I, I don't like Jack is is training to kill people. Yeah. Um. The the women, they don't they don't game anymore. Right. Um, Dylan might get it. Maybe. maybe. Um. That, that, that's about it. I think your best bet is Dylan and John. And John's probably too busy worrying about paying for his next Long Island. Yeah, while Dylan is. <laughs> Dylan is too busy worried playing Fortnite. That's 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 very fair. <laughs> All right, well that's gonna do it for the show, Chase. Let's have you hit him with an outro. All right, as always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us out on Patreon, support us over there. I really appreciate it. Nothing required, just another way you can get some more content from the network. You're gonna follow us on Twitter at Bulls Broadcast. It's at Bulls Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at Hockey Podnet. That's at Hockey Podnet. All right, I follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. That way you get all the talk that you need between those three platforms, all the news, all the all sports coverage you need, and there's nothing else you need more than that. Go to hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcast network there. Boom, click the logo. That's an easy peasy lemon squeezy. Check out our blogs too while you're at it. If you're listening, if you raise five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns. Really appreciate it. Whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN when it's time for DraftKings. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you next time.